So we've got a situation, people. Chronic disease continues to affect more and more Australians. But at the same time, GPs have less and less time than ever before. So how can technology help to treat more patients, but also ensure that GPs don't get burnt out and can also run a sustainable and profitable business, their GP practices? Today on the show, I'm chatting with Ross Hadfield, the founder of WECO. We're going to be speaking about chronic disease and technology, patient engagement, and the importance of taking a whole-of-clinic approach to address these issues, and lots more too. Collaboration starts with the Conversation Team Health Tech. Let's make it happen. Welcome to Talking Health Tech with Peter Birch, a podcast featuring conversations with key players and influencers to promote innovation and collaboration for better healthcare enabled by technology. With me today is Ross Hadfield founder of WECO, a patient engagement and management platform that's on a mission to highlight individuals suffering from an undiagnosed chronic health condition. They're also helping doctors leverage their time, be proactive in delivering preventative health care. Hey, Ross, how are you going? Good. How are you doing, Pete? Really good. Great to have you on the show. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to dig into what you're doing with WECO and that space. But firstly, a bit more about you for people that don't know Ross. A bit about you and your background, please. Yeah, sure. So started off uh, a number of years ago, very passionate and interested in the healthcare space, uh, probably kicked off in high school. So uh, quite a long time ago now. And with that sort of studied at a university and then got the opportunity to work on a project in the chronic disease space for New South Wales Health before going overseas to study my postgrad between Norway and, and Austria. After that, came back to Australia after I'd finished my thesis and started working at a digital health tech company in Sydney, where I started to fall in love with the process of entrepreneurship and what it means to start a business and how impactful technology can be on on sort of patient outcomes and improving the healthcare system as a whole. From there, I wanted to keep learning. So I actually jumped into a, a big organization looking at the electronic medical record in the hospital system and got the opportunity to go live in the US and sort of digitize a couple of hospital systems over in the US before coming back to Brisbane to do the same thing. Uh, And through all that process, it was just learning the role of technology, uh, what technology currently does in the healthcare system, and how technology can play a role going forward, and not wanting to forgo my opportunity to give it a crack myself and test my skills and, and learnings and opportunities within the healthcare arena, I actually saw the opportunity within the patient choice and engagement coming through. So looking at other sectors that were going around. So if we look at aviation, so you can check in for your flight, you don't have to talk to someone. If you look at banking, it's all on your phone, everything's digitized, everything's about patient choice, and it's about patient empowerment. And when I was looking around, I didn't necessarily see this wave coming through healthcare just yet. And I saw that it should be coming. As consumers and as patients, we want choice, we want to be empowered, we want to be in control of that information and want to be in control of that journey. And it was about how can we get there? So I took on the opportunity to do a lot of primary market research, both talking to a lot of doctors and talking to hundreds of patients in understanding where patient choice and empowerment and that journey is at the moment and what people sort of expect going forward. And through all of this process, I really wanted to understand how can I position primary care and these GP clinics being the best position to take advantage of the shift 
So with care always being around and care needed to be delivered with an increase in chronic health conditions Australia-wide and a global pandemic, there's just not enough time for clinicians to be delivering care face-to-face and also delivering and understanding who needs this care. So by trying to understand patient choice, where does the patient want to go, understanding patient engagement and empowerment, how can we leverage technology to allow GP clinics to take advantage of this while also making sure that their business is still viable, so they're still making enough money, they're not spending a lot of additional time, so how can we make this technology really fit into their workflows, day-to-day workflows, and also improving this overall patient experience. And that is really where it comes to with this patient choice and empowerment. Patients are going to start to pick clinicians that allow them this freedom and this option and improve their overall experience. Healthcare is going to become more experience-based, and it is a service. So it's about how do we position clinics to take advantage of this opportunity. I want to get into WECO in a little bit, but just touching on that point, you know, strong focus on patient choice and engagement, and then you chose to build something for clinicians. There's more solutions these days that are trying to do a direct-to-patient approach from a technology side. Why, why, why go direct to the, the clinicians if you're trying to solve a patient problem? Yeah, that's a great question. So I think no matter how you frame it up, the clinicians are still at the moment uh, still the center of that care. We are moving towards patients being the centers, but at the moment where we stand moving into 2022, GPs are still the gatekeepers in the Australian healthcare system. Uh, Clinicians are still the center of that care. And we need to really engage the clinicians in that process of moving it more to patient choice, patient empowerment, and that patient engagement piece. I think it's great lots of the technologies are starting on the patient side and trying to bring it in, but there is a definite misconnect or or mismatch about taking a patient-focused approach to bringing it into the clinical workflows for those GPs to actually make their businesses more viable and save them time. Mm. No, that makes a lot of sense to me. And so WECO, so you're the founder of WECO. Tell us about what that is, who is it for, and and what problems itself. Yeah, so WECO is, a, a, as you stated at the start, a, a patient management and engagement platform. But if we distill it down into more simple terms, it's about how can we help clinicians deliver more care in less time? And delivering more care in less time is underpinned by three primary goals that the software aims to support clinicians and their clinics on. So that is optimizing revenue per patient. So by highlighting additional care needs and opportunistic care, how can we actually drive additional revenue from your existing patient base. It's about reducing that administration burden. So lots of data entry is still happening within healthcare. How can we sort of eliminate some of that data entry by capturing key information directly from the patient and injecting that into the practice management software system? And also improving health outcomes via digital touch points. So at the moment, healthcare is still lots of human-to-human interaction, which is fantastic and needs to stay, but it's about how can we increase the number of digital touch points with patients and engage the patients throughout their care continuum to deliver more care, capture key information, which helps the clinician and the GP in this case to provide proactive preventative healthcare, eliminating some of those potentially preventable chronic health conditions. And so tell me about more, like, so if I'm a GP, how does this fit into my existing workflow or tech stack and things that I've got going on in my, my clinic today? Yeah, definitely. So we, we spent a number of years, it's about two years working very, very closely with a number of clinics to understand their workflows as they operate currently and how can we integrate and make it seamless for them so they don't have to leave the screen, they can stay where they are, they just stay in their practice management software system and everything comes through. 
So the best way to sort of describe this is to talk through what the patient experience might be and how the clinician or the GP operates off the back of that. So in a traditional GP appointment, the patient would book. So they might call up the clinic, chat to reception, book an appointment, or they might use one of the online booking platforms such as My Health First, Hot Doc, or Health Engine to make that appointment. Once that's occurred, a specific appointment type is picked. So that might be a new patient, it might be uh, a vaccination, or might just be a standard consult. From there, our system actually kicks in. So WeCare takes over from that point and engages the patient. So if it's a new patient, we facilitate that onboarding. So capture all the key patient information and demographics, along with capturing a full medical and social history. So allergies, medications, conditions, family history, social history, such as drugs, alcohol, and smoking, capturing all of that information and sending it back to the clinic. So from a reception point of view, there's no data entry to occur. It all happens automatically. And then we deliver a PDF through to the doctor so they can see the additional information. So allergies, medications, and conditions and the likes. Now, if we have booked in as a vaccination, again, we capture that consent and that signed consent prior to that consult, streamlining the whole process. So there's no paperwork when you get to front desk. It's all already in the patient's file, ready to go, signed, and good to go. But the more exciting thing is the patient comes in, sees their doctor. They might be discussing a refill of their script. They might be discussing a headache or a cut on their arm. The doctor only has so much time. So whether that's sort of 10 to 15 minutes, they can only discuss a couple of issues with that patient. And that's where that missed opportunity occurs. There's just not enough time with your full waiting room to be delivering real proactive preventative care. So what we've done with WECO is we've written algorithms to understand where those missing gaps are on the patient record and where those opportunities lie. So a patient comes in, sees you today as a doctor, they leave and we engage them again. And this is very personalized and targeted engagement to understand we believe you might be at high risk of type 2 diabetes, you might be at high risk of postnatal depression, you might be at high risk of cardiovascular disease. And off the back of this understanding, we capture additional information from the patient, validate that risk based on the red book, and deliver the results for high-risk patients back to doctors. So the doctors are served up high-risk patients that they need to re-engage with. And the re-engagement process is taken back over by the practice management software system. So within best practice or medical director, it's only two clicks to get a recall for that patient coming back in to see you. So it's really simple, seamless with high-risk opportunities and patients that need your additional help, support, and care to try and prevent this chronic health condition or provide a chronic disease care plan to promote them on this way to reducing and avoiding those later stage hospitalizations. So it's very simple. Patient still books as normal using your existing workflows. WECO takes over that patient engagement, streamlining the admin process, and also highlighting additional opportunities to provide high-quality patient care. And then it's back into your practice management software system to drive that follow-up appointment and that care plan. And some of the benefits off the back of having this information early is it helps with future appointment planning, so driving additional appointments, as well as um, actually driving additional revenue or Medicare items out of each additional appointment in those follow-up consults. So that might be an ECG, that might be a care plan, that might be spirometry if it's coming in for COPD. And it allows the clinic to actually plan for those. So how do you make sure that you have enough nursing staff on? How do you ensure that the clinic is ready to bring that patient in and and potentially rather than booking them in for a standard consult, because you know they're coming in for an ECG as well, potentially book them in for a long consult. So you avoid 
patients sitting and waiting in the waiting room and getting a bit agitated. You've got a good understanding of the workflow for the typical GP and the systems that are used and the fact that, you know, it doesn't sound like too many people need to jump out of the PMS or their existing kind of flow to utilize your platform. It's kind of working away in the background there because that's one thing that GPs don't need is more things to click and more things to open, right? Yeah, definitely. I uh, cannot agree more. So that that's one of the big learnings we took out of. Uh, I remember when we started with our minimum viable product, it was sitting in a, a separate dashboard and we needed doctors to jump out. But straight away, we came to understand that doctors want to stay in their one place, um, which is the practice management software and don't want to leave that. And for good reason, they don't have enough time. They don't need to be jumping around. They really need digital solutions to be aiding and saving them time rather than making them move and jump between screens and adding to that time burden. Something I remember years ago, this is like a while ago now, I remember kind of exploring these ideas of having patients provide information to the clinic, but there was a lot of, this is a very general statement, but like the the resistance I'd often receive is, you know, well, it needs to be captured by the clinician to be put in context. Otherwise, we can't trust what the patient kind of says. I think we've come a long way from, you know, that from, from then until now. But, you know, there's always something about patients who are completing their information about allergies and everything. It still needs to be put in context by the clinician, right? I assume you've done a fair bit of thinking about that. Yeah, definitely. That is true, right? So with medically relevant information, which is different to demographic information. We can't just automatically update the practice management system. We need a clinician, whether that be a nurse or doctor, to verify that information before it gets put into that patient profile. Now, the more interesting component here is around the chronic disease screening and capturing that information around diabetes or cardiovascular risk. And how does that come into play? Because we are taking what the patient has stated or responded, doing a risk analysis and delivering those high-risk patients to the doctor to action. So it's about how can that information be trusted? And if we look at a normal interaction today, it is about asking patients questions, whether that be face-to-face or virtually. It's about asking them the questions to understand if they're at risk of a chronic health condition. And what our software is doing is just asking those questions proactively for patients who we think will be at higher risk. So delivering those results back to the doctor is still a clinical decision. The clinical decision is still in the doctor's hands as to what to do next. It's just that WECO as a software system is trying to save the time and reduce that burden in highlighting those high-risk patients and making sure they get the care that they need. And this next one, I'm thinking for both the context of the clinician that might be looking at the platform, but also just those generally creating solutions in this complex world of healthcare. You know, checking out the WECO website, there's is there a few different products or at least a few different focuses of WECO? It looks like you've done a bit of thinking about which part of the workflow you're focusing on? Is it something that a clinician can use just one element of or do they take the whole kind of package? Yeah, no, we're definitely focused on a couple of different components uh, based on what our current uh, existing clinics have wanted. So we've built or co-designed a lot of our solutions with our clinicians, so with doctors and with the practices to make sure it truly is seamless into their workflows. So we do have a sort of front of house reducing or saving time for the reception and the admin staff by capturing that the sort of new patient onboarding, updating patient records for existing patients, keeping those up to date, and then doing the consent. Off the back end, it's about capturing that chronic disease risk. Now, we have designed the software in a very modular 
approach to make sure that doctors can opt in and out of what solutions they would like. And we've designed it in such a way that an individual doctor as a part of a clinic can only opt into one component of the software. So it's very modular to allow for that freedom and that choice at a per clinician level. Something from that brings back awful nightmares from my side is implementing any technology in a primary care setting, particularly more like of the practice management system level. If you're you know, bringing in a new PMS or a lot of other technology, it involves like ripping something out and putting something in. And if you're a busy GP practice, there's not really any good time to do that. And it's not feasible to use two systems at the same time. But it sounds like, you know, yours is like a, a virtual somebody operating in the background that that adds to what's, or, you know, augments what's already being used in the practice. So from an implementation side, is it pretty straightforward? Yeah, definitely. So from an implementation side, we've actually pinned it down to three steps significantly streamline the whole process. So one is coordinating with the clinic or the IT team to do the integration components. And that takes a couple of minutes for that process to occur. Then it's about configuring the system. And that's largely around the appointment book to making sure that we new patient appointment is what we know new patient appointment is on our side. So we're not sending the wrong SMSs to the wrong patients to capture um, the information. We want to make sure it's all configured and aligned appropriately and ensuring that the solutions you want are turned on. And the third step is go live. We've really nailed it down to three steps, making it real simple and seamless. We only really need the practice manager involved in the process and information starts to flow through. Uh, So from a clinic onboarding process, we even dial it back further and say, let's start with potentially only one doctor to create a champion within the clinic, or let's only start with a really simple solution such as new patient onboarding because everyone understands that. So once you start and everyone's seeing the information and they're getting used to the information flow, we scale up from there and deliver and implement more technology off the back of that once clinicians are comfortable and happy and we're in that change management process. Love it. And what stage are you guys at now? It sounds like you've done a lot of work in terms of getting the MVP out there and getting the feedback and doing the research, but now it sounds like you're live to the world? Yeah, definitely. We've been live to the world since uh, the start of COVID actually. So uh, COVID was a lucky strike for us where we were just ready when COVID hit. So Mm. that could be good and bad. It did mean a lot of uh, clinicians and clinics were a lot more open to technology right at the start of COVID when everyone was trying to figure out what to do next and how to handle that situation. So our software has been live for over a year now and delivering great results back into clinics. So we have an average return on investment of $2.41. So for every dollar spent with us, clinics actually making more money through repeat appointments, through chronic disease care plans, through additional Medicare item numbers such as ECGs, spirometries and the likes. So we're delivering a, a positive return on investment on that software, driving a lot of time saving from a front of house and a nursing perspective by capturing and automatically injecting that information. That's really cool about how you can quantify the the ROI in terms of the product. How'd you go about, you know, determining that with some kind of level of certainty? You mentioned, I guess, you know, the additional things booked and um, other things that you can you can do. Yeah, so it comes from understanding and really truly following that holistic journey from a patient and a doctor side. So how the system operates is we find a, an opportunity that we think we need to action. We engage the patient and we start the process there. So one, we have an opportunity. Two, we engage the patient. So does the patient take us up on that opportunity? And at the moment, we have a 35% completion rate across our forms. So very high engagement rate with patients completing. 
So once a patient's completed, we're delivering that high-risk result back to the doctor. Now it's understanding what does the doctor do with that information. Does the doctor put them on the recall list? Step one, so that's positive to get that follow-up appointment. And step two, does the patient book in for a follow-up appointment? And what is happening in that follow-up appointment? So what have they booked in for? Is it a standard appointment? Is it a long consult? Or is it actually a chronic disease care plan or the likes? So we're following that patient all the way through to highlight that return on investment back to clinics. Yeah, very cool. So lastly then, Ross, thinking about the future into 2022, what's on the horizon for you? What's on the the big to-do list for this big year? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah, a big year coming up and an exciting one. Uh, so the big things for us are continuously just driving value for clinics and that we currently have and also onboarding new clinics. So we've really hit the place where we've been able to validate and ensure that the technology is powerful, works, and is returning that um, return on investment, both financially uh, through time saving and actually improving the patient experience and outcomes. So we've got metrics on those as well, where we're driving that overall patient experience, getting a four out of five using our software. So patients are really enjoying it and it is improving that experience. So it's about just helping clinics position themselves, be ready for that change that's coming. Patient choice is coming. Uh, patient empowerment is here and is wanted and desired. So it's about getting the software out there, getting more clinicians on board and really helping them position their practice to be more viable and future-proof themselves, essentially. Love it, mate. Well, exciting times. You know your stuff and well-placed to hit this time coming up where patients are becoming more involved and active in their healthcare and GPs need more and more support. So look, we'll put some details for WECO in the show notes of this episode for people to check out if they want to get in touch and need some more information. Ross, I really appreciate you making the time. No worries at all. Thanks for that. Thanks for listening to the show. Check out TalkingHealthTech.com to connect with other people in our community and to learn more about the Australian health tech industry. Also, make sure you hit subscribe on your favourite podcast player so you don't miss an episode and share this episode with a few people who need to hear it. Now go make it happen. <laughs>